This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Here's Mbappé! Oh my word! The first teenage World Cup final goal since Pele himself. The World Cup is here again. I'm ST Sports Correspondent Zali Abdulaziz and I will be in Qatar bringing you coverage of the World Cup on straightstimes.com. But first, with me on this episode of ST Sports Talk, our features editor ST Video, Jonathan Roberts, and sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan. We will chat about the favourites to lift the trophy, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi's swan song, young players to watch, and more. Hello, John Rob, and hello, Deepan. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so point blank, Deepan, who is going to win the World Cup and why? For me, it's Argentina. I think it's destiny that Lionel Messi will finally settle the debate once and for all, the greatest of all time debate. We, we will see Messi leave the World Cup. I mean, that's what you think. All right. Thank, thanks for your opinion. No, we, we will see Messi leave the World Cup. I'll, we'll discuss that a bit more in detail later. John Rob, what, what do you say? Do you know, I don't have a horse in this race. I know that. Not, not I, an English horse? Not even an English horse. So I'm kind of with Deepa. I want to go for the fairy tale. I, I love Messi. I think he deserves it. Especially, I kind of really want to see Ronaldo get that bitter look in his face when he sees Messi lift the World Cup. One of those Ronaldo haters. Huh? Okay, well, I guess that streamlines the discussion in a way. Why do you guys both think Argentina has what it takes? Well, for me, I think Argentina have a very balanced squad this time around. I think in previous years, the, the problem with Argentina has been that they rely too heavily on Messi, which is not the case this time around. I think in players like Lautaro Martinez, Julian Alvarez, uh, the defenders, especially you know, Chuti Romero, uh, Lisandro Martinez, who's been in tremendous form for Manchester United. And in the middle of the park as well, they've got really good midfielders and Paredes comes to mind, you know, automatically. Lo Celso has been in good form as well. So I, I think all around the squad this time around, Argentina have players that they can rely on. Uh, it's not just Team Messi this time around. So I, I think they've got a good squad going in. And, and you know, besides Dybala, they're in the pink of health, which is not the case for a lot of teams, right? Like France, England. So so mm-hmm. that goes in favour well, for Argentina. I, I agree that they are also one of the few teams that are, or the few big teams that are in form heading to the World Cup. And actually, that is why my take is that they won't win the World Cup because I have this theory or I have this belief that the best team or best team in form or best footballing team, whatever you want to call it, will not go on to live the World Cup. It has happened so many times in previous tournaments. So my pick, would be another South American team, Brazil. Sort of the same reasons. They're, they're not in terrible form. They're not in the best of form as well. But to what you said, you know, they have a good squad. They've got experience in defence. They've got a very high quality midfield. And Brazil being Brazil, they have an insane embarrassment of riches up front. Either of you disagree with me that, that Brazil's going to... Let me throw this one in though. Uh-huh. But do they have the right cohesion? Because that's the main thing. Again, I fully agree with what Deepan has said about Argentina. They've got all the talent there. But again, it's always it's kind of like that Real Madrid thing. You've got all the talent in the world, but is it going to coalesce on the field? Are they going to make that machine together? I, I think they will. Very similar points Deepan brought up for Argentina. You know, he brought Scaloni, Tite for Brazil. He's been a coach that has shifted them away from being that entertainers, you know, and, and we can't defend kind of thing to an, an actual good footballing team. So they have balance. Uh, again, like I said, experience and steel in the middle and, and at the back. And come on, it's Brazil. They're football conquerors. They, they, 
They went across the pond, they won the World Cup in Europe. They're the first team to win the World Cup in Asia. And this is the first World Cup in the Middle East. You know, who better than Brazil? Yeah, I think for me, uh, the obvious Achilles heel for Brazil would be their fullbacks. I think in terms of contenders, uh, when you look at the other teams like France, uh, your Germany, even England, I, I think more or less, barring injuries, they, they've got the fullbacks there. But for Brazil, I mean, the likes of Alex Telles, uh, Manchester United outcast, uh, Danilo possibly, or they're talking about playing uh, Adam Militao at, at right back. To me, these are not World Cup winning candidates. Uh, and, and you know, Saz, that fullback is one of the most important positions at the moment. Oh, sure, you know, people will point to Brazil's statistics in qualifying where they were unbeaten. Uh, but I think the World Cup is a, is a whole other matter. I think Brazil, in the last few tournaments, when they've come up against European sites, haven't fared well. Uh, and I think it will be the case this time around as well. I think that's overrated. We all know Robert Huth isn't a Premier League winning defender. Mark Albrighton isn't a Premier League winning right winger. Anyway, clearly both of you you know, are rooting for Messi. Is there any chance of a Messi-Ronaldo final? The tournament draw has set it up as a possibility. Do you guys think we could see that dream final for many? Uh, to me, I-, I think that it's a big possibility. Simply because you look at these two teams, they've got the talent there to, to get all the way to the final. It's about whether, you know, who, who they meet along the way, right? And, and, you know, it's very easy to sit here and say that uh, Team A is going to win the World Cup. But sometimes it's about the performance on the day. It's, it's similar to, like, Champions League and people questioning why City have never won it, even though they have the best team. The best team, like you said, doesn't necessarily always win the championship. But if you look at the quality, sure, you know, they have more than enough quality. And it's not just about... It's similarly for, for Portugal as it is for Argentina, it's not just about Ronaldo. They've got talents around the team. Rafa Liao comes to mind, uh, Ruben Diaz, Yao Cancelo. I, I could go on. So I do think both teams have a very good chance to get to the final. JB, I, I think you have some misgivings over Ronaldo given his form at Manchester United. It's not just Ronaldo. Uh, I, I'm not particularly convinced by Portugal at the moment as a prospect. I, I don't agree think, with you actually, I don't think they could get to... I don't doubt they could get past the group stages. I don't doubt they could get past you know round of 16 or wherever it is now. But to the final? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's going to be the fairy tale for Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And even if he did get to the final, it still wouldn't be the fairy tale because I think, I just see, I mean, I've used the phrase machine before. I think Argentina is much more of a machine to get to the final and lift the trophy. Look, I, I'm not hating on Ronaldo here, but the obvious has to be mentioned. In modern football, you cannot carry anyone. And Ronaldo has to be carried in current form. And, and that's the truth. He's a talisman. Yeah, yeah but He's I, a talisman, I, I, but I is think, he a great player? Yeah, but as to your point about carrying a player on a team, it's Ronaldo. Ah. You know what I mean? He can be rubbish for the whole game. In the 90th minute, there's a free kick like he did at the last World Cup, you know, against Spain. And he's going to put one in the top corner. Ah, you know? And okay. That's this, his only this, contribution. This is the issue that England has in yeah. that... You have lots of players who could, you know, <laughs> oh, on that moment, they're the best that they could possibly do. Oh, yeah, if you... It's like having the special move in FIFA, whatever, the the video games, as I'll call them, to <laughs> show my age. The <laughs> video games. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry I, I just want to mention something because Sars mentioned it about it's Ronaldo. I don't think that works anymore. I mean, I mean... It's Ronaldo hasn't worked. It worked at the last World yeah, Cup. Yeah, but that was the last World ago. Cup where, where he was still playing to a certain degree. At the moment, if you look at him in the English Premier League or Europa League for the matter, against teams whose names I can't even pronounce, 
he's not able to get past the defence. You know, if he can't do that there, he's not going to do it at the World Cup. So no chance Ronaldo alone takes them to the final. But I'm saying that around him, they have talent, enough talent to cover up for him. And, and I don't disagree with that. You know, I, I'm saying that the talents around him can gel nicely with Ronaldo as a, you know, not not Ronaldo from 10 years ago, the, the goal machine at Real Madrid, but this current Ronaldo in his current iteration as a talisman, as a leader. So you're saying he could be on the bench for the entire World Cup process and he'd still be that influential? I, I, I mean, you could say that, but I don't think you're Portugal and you're bringing Ronaldo to stick him on the bench at the World Cup. Okay, so, let, me, let me ask you a question. In a, let's say, a, a, a quarterfinal or semifinal, a crunch game against... Uh, for example, if Portugal faces Brazil, for example, mm. that crunch game where you know Portugal, Portugal only get one chance to score and the chance falls to Ronaldo in the age of the box, at the age of the box, does mm. he take it at current form? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's it's almost like a... He like would a, take yeah. it because it's Ronaldo. Yeah. He wouldn't give it to no, anyone he'll else. He'll take it, but, but whether that's, he'll, that's, that's <laughs> my whether point. he'll it's, it. it's Ronaldo. Yeah. Like It doesn't work anymore because... I've said that in the past few games for, for United and it hasn't happened because he's missed easy chances, he's missed one-on-ones, he's not as sharp anymore. But uh, Which is why I don't like that phrase, it's Ronaldo, because mm. I think it, it worked a few years ago, but not anymore. It's I, the special move again. Yeah. You've got to get the right combo on the keypad <laughs> and then hopefully you get the special move. Yes, yes Dad. But otherwise, most of the time, it won't happen. <laughs> okay, Dad, we got you. <laughs> Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to our discussion on the Qatar World Cup. Okay, last point before we move on. I, I get your point and your pain as a Manchester United fan who thought that Ronaldo was going to come in and be the saviour comes through completely. I having can still said, giggle at that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, enough talk about the old guys. Let's talk about the young guns. Well, I'll kick it off. I am very, very much looking forward to Jude Bellingham, you know, showing everyone what a special, special talent he really is. Underrated, I, I feel, even at this point, because he plays for Borussia Dortmund and not Man United, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool or Barcelona and Real Madrid. So uh, sometimes when you don't play for one of the elite teams or in the Premier League, you, you don't get the credit you deserve. And I think that's the, the position Bellingham finds himself in. He's 19, he's captaining in the Champions League, Borussia Dortmund for, for, for goodness sake. So he is the real deal for me and I'm really, really excited to see how he gets on in Qatar. You might have to wait though. Because... <sighs> There's a very strong chance he won't get picked yep, the way uh, the England selection yep, goes. Yeah, uh, um, a 60-minute Jordan Henderson or Kelvin Phillips will play in his place partnering Declan Rice. I know there's a very real possibility of that happening. <laughs> I mean, I can't do anything. I, I, I can't ring Gareth Southgate up and say, hey, dude, come on. Lah, you yeah, know, but, but have you tried? I... Send an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drop an email to the English FA. Uh, Deepen John Rob, any young player you are looking out for? You know, one, one team that hasn't been talked about in a lot of these magazine shows and podcasts is Spain, right? Simply because I, I think they don't have a frontman that can rely on to score the goals for them, but they have a lot of exciting talent in the team. Uh, Pedri comes to mind and he didn't even win the Golden Boy Award, which... Uh, went to his uh, club and national yeah. team. Well, well, he won it the year before. The so year before, but, yeah. but the current one, you know, it's Gavi. 
And they both will start for Spain in midfield, uh, 18 and 19 respectively. And, and then you also have uh, fullback Alejandro Balde, who's very likely to make the, the Spain national team. He's probably going to be at fullback. Uh, and then they have young talents like Jeremy Pino. So Spain are a team to look out for if you want to watch exciting young talents. Because a lot has been said about Pedri and Gavi in midfield, but this is the true test, right? The, the yeah. world stage. Can yeah. they live up to the billing on the world stage? We'll find out. And you know, you can't rule them out simply because they are unknown quantity a little bit in, on the world stage. So so they are the, my, my picks for your young talent. Well, I'm going to go back to your Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Or, because it just highlights the issue of, you know, the, the pain that I feel mm-hmm. at being from England and mm-hmm. having to watch England go into yet another tournament kind mm-hmm. of... Half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. But, but would, okay, so that actually brings our discussion into the next point nicely. Can England be dis- uh... Can England be disqualified easily? <laughs> <laughs> no issue. <laughs> Can England be considered dark horses? Do you consider them dark horses, General? Uh, very, very dark horses. I mean, they, I mean, they reached I don't the, even the semi-finals that... in 2018. It's coming home. It's going to your home. It's, it's coming home. Do you know, the re-releasing, it's coming home. And it's almost 30... It has the line, 30 years of hurt from the original song. <laughs> it's almost 30 years since that, they released the song. That is hilarious, actually. I, yeah, okay. That's hilarious. That's so, how long we've been waiting. <laughs> and singing that song. Yeah. 30 years. Actually, 60 years of hurt now. Amazing to think. Um, I've, I don't know. It, England, it's always a wait and see thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can remember tournaments like um, the South Africa one or the uh, Korea, Japan one. And just thinking, or was it Germany as well? Just thinking, are they even in this? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so very even if they get to something like the round of 16, I mean, I know last time they got to much further and there was a rousing thing, but yeah. it always feels like it's by happenstance or accident rather than design. And it, it was very strange because those World Cups that you mentioned, that's pretty much the peak Premier League era, you know, where you got your oh, yeah. Gerrards and Lampards exactly. and Wayne Rooney, you know. And yet yeah. you're kind of stuck with, well, in almost in terms of Wayne Rooney, you know, you're, you're playing Wayne Rooney yeah. as opposed to anyone else, you know, you, because the media demand it or, you know, there's pressure to have these names in. You're sticking Gerrard and Lampard together and kind of negating each other. Mm-hmm. So you have the big names in, but again, it comes back to the same thing. Is it a machine? Mm. Is it cohesive on the field? Mm. And quite often, it's, pl- it's, it's yeah. 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 So, so okay, England, you know, still 50-50. We're, we're not convinced of them. You mentioned Spain. Uh, not many people have talked about. Uh, we, we talked about Brazil and uh, Argentina. And obviously, teams like Germany, that they, they, they're going to be in the reckoning. But who would be your dark horses, Deepen? For me to answer your question, I, I look at Uruguay. I, I think they are a team to look at simply because of the players they have. Uh, who have enjoyed good seasons for the club. So, uh, one concern was, of course, uh, Ronald Araujo's injury. Uh, he's He's been splendid for, for Barcelona, but the latest is that he could still make the, the, the squad for the World Cup. Uh, Valverde has been in tremendous form for Real Madrid, so he's one to look out for. Uh, Bentaker from Spurs, one of... He, he, he's not exactly a young, young player, yeah. but I think he could be a player who, who really announces himself as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and Darwin Nunes, I, I think of late, he has come into goal-scoring form. Uh, playing quite well, I think that in the recent game against Spurs, he showed what he can do, and you still got your old old guys like Luis Suarez around who bring some bite to the team. Uh, <laughs> and see what you did there. Oh, oh my thanks, gosh! Thanks. But uh, sorry, I just want to go back a little on the England point, right? So 
I think at this World Cup, because of the timing at which it's being held, the key word will be momentum. So so you're looking at players who are in good form for the club sides. You're looking at uh, national teams who are in good vibes, basically, who will possibly do well. And England don't cross those two checkboxes because uh, in terms of their national form, it hasn't been great. I mean, recently they were booed off the, the pitch after a heavy loss to Hungary. In terms of players in form, far from it. I mean, even your likes of Mason Mount, uh, Raheem Sterling, Harry Maguire, uh, Jordan Henderson, and these are starters. You know, they are not in, in good form, you know, and, and in a couple of international friendlies before the World Cup, it's not going to just turn around just like that, which is why I think countries and, and players in countries who are in good form will possibly do well at the World Cup. So Brazil with Neymar, uh, Argentina with Messi doing well at PSG. So I think these are the teams to look out for. All right, so we started with a point-blank question. We'll end with a point-blank question as well. Who is going to be the top scorer at the Qatar World Cup? John Rock, you first. Uh, as much as we've been saying that England have no chance, I think perversely it could be Harry Kane. But... All right, Harry Kane. And for you, Deepan? I'm going for Neymar. I, I think Neymar... Neymar! Neymar will get the goals for Brazil. He'll roll around the pitch more times than he scores goals. I promise you Inside. that... That's for, for sure. By celebrating or? And by trying to win free kicks. Alright, and for me, another South American, uh, ironically, we, we, we switched our picks since you picked Argentina and you went for Brazilian top scorer. I say an Argentinian player is going to be top scorer. It's not Lionel Messi though, it's Lautaro Martinez. So Good let's, shout. So let's save this clip, uh, guys, and, and let's see who, who gets our predictions right. Thank you so much, Deepen and uh, John Rob, for your predictions. Thank you. Thank you. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.